0: Today, uh, so good to be with you online with us uh, if i haven 't had a chance to meet you yet, my name is tyson i 'm one of the pastors here on the team at Colwood Church and as Pastor Sean mentioned, we are in a brand new series called let 's talk about that and so we kind of uh, decided to go towards this series before our government uh, actually opened up the ability to meet together because one of the things that we wanted to do was have an opportunity for you as we 've been kind of distanced for a year, almost a year plus and get a chance to hear what's going on in the lives of some of our pastoral staff, get to know some of our pastoral team, um, and how God's just been at work in people's stories and in people's lives here so that hopefully we can feel more connected as a church family together today. So if you have questions for Pastor Josh and Caitlin, they are our newest pastors to the team. Let's just welcome them right now. Come on. Um, If you have any questions for them, you can text TALK to 250-478-7113, and if you don't remember that number, it's okay. You can just Google what's Callwood Church's phone number, and you can find it that way. So just text the word TALK, and you can ask whatever questions you want. But a couple questions to kind of get us started today. Um, You guys are new to our church family during covid Um, Can you just start by giving us a bit of a brief history? A lot of people probably haven't had the chance to meet you two yet, so can you give us a little bit of a history of you two?
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's been quite the adventure for our team, for uh, for our family, our team. (laughs) It's been a bit of a team sport. (laughs) It's been... uh, We've had to try and act like we're on a team, I think, all the way through this, but yeah, trying to work together on this. But um, yeah, it's been... An amazing adventure. We're going to get into some of those details a bit later, but um, our our family. I guess I'll start with my my history there. I guess um, my parents. My dad was has been a vocational uh, or bivocational pastor um, for the last uh, thirty five years or so. Um, and he's just retiring this year and uh, moving back to Dawson Creek. Actually, just as we we're leaving, I actually had nothing to do with that. <laughs> but uh, we're... we're uh, so I grew up in that type of a context in central Alberta. And then we moved to uh, Dawson Creek. Um, well, my parents have a farm just on the border in Alberta, uh, just across from Dawson Creek, and so that's where I was raised. And then uh, I graduated from high school in Savannah, Alberta. Um, I was sure that no one would know where that was, but then Michelle, she actually grew up uh, in that area as well, so she actually knew that. There's no houses in Savannah, I don't think, anyway, but it's a tiny little place.
0: So what do you live in?
1: Well, in farmhouses, okay, okay. yes. Okay.
0: Just clarify. Yeah,
1: Savannah is where the school is and the recplex. So, 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 yeah. There used to be a store, but it's closed now. So, <laughs> but um, anyway, so that's where we grew up. And then I have two brothers. I have an older brother and a younger brother. And I went, graduated, went to college and Bible college in Rocky Mountain House. While well, just outside of... Car- there in Caroline, actually outside of Caroline, it's kind of the same story. There's, no, there's, there's a campus there, but no town. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so that was, that was... I'd spent four years there and then I moved up to Dawson Creek again and got involved with the church there, preaching and um, leading worship and, and whatnot. And uh, that's kind of the history side of things. And then, then I met my beautiful wife there in the uh, young adults group. And uh, I remember because she was she was bringing... My brother had been leading the young adults group uh, for a while, and my older brother. And um, my first experience with Caitlin was her and a friend bringing a, a, a bouquet of flowers to my older brother to thank them for running the young adults group. <laughs> so that was my first experience with Caitlin. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that kind of brings us to that chapter there. Anyway, but yeah, go ahead.
2: Yeah, um, I grew up in Dawson. Dawson Creek. Um, We moved there from Grand Prairie, which is like an hour and a half away when I was little. And so I grew up there and um, I got saved when I was 16 and started going to Bethel shortly thereafter. And so um, I had been going there for my grade 12 year and then um, joined the college and careers group and everything like that and met Josh's older brother and some really good friends and then met Josh um, and then we became very good friends and then said, well, we're good friends. Why don't we just try dating? So we did that, and now we're married. <laughs> so, so we've been, um, we've been together for 13 years, and we've been married for 11. And we have three kids. Riley is almost nine. Natalie is seven, and Emma is four. And they're all in kids' church right now.
0: Awesome! Thanks you guys for sharing that. So you're just joining our team over this last month and a bit. What has that journey looked like for you two? What has led you to this place of joining our our Colwood Church team here? And I guess one of the questions that came in is, what specifically about this kind of church and setting is where you felt like God was calling you to land in this next season?
1: Yeah, it's been a very it's been a crazy adventure. But it's but basically over the last. You know, year and a half or so, Caitlin and I had been sensing that God was going to be leading us in uh, in a new direction on an adventure, and uh, so in uh, last fall we started looking at various positions that were out there um, for uh, pastoring and and things like that, and and none of them really connected with we really were, where where was going to be the right fit for us, and and so during that time I was serving as the uh, assistant pastor. Uh, in Dawson Creek at Bethel, and our lead pastor resigned. He, he he was retiring. He's been there for for 20 years, and so then the board appointed me as the interim pastor of the church, and so we kind of figured maybe this is God transitioning us out as, as we do the interim pastor thing, and then we would hand it off to the next guy, and uh, our district... Um, Ken, uh, district superintendent Ken Russell had indicated to us that usually a quick transition is about six months or so. And our board at the church found the guy within a couple weeks and uh, they just loved him and, and so we were, I served in that role for uh, two months, three, it was three months, yeah. But um, right before I took over as the interim pastor, I we came across a position here at Colwood as the worship and serve pastor and and All of the other positions that we had looked at, they were kind of like, yeah, I could do that. Oh, I probably could do that. I might be good at that. But when the position here came up, every single thing that was in the job description really connected really well with who I am and what my passions are and and us as a family and some of my experience as well. And so it was just like there was a light switch that was turned on in that regard. And so, so we engaged in the conversation with, with Sean and, and the team here and, uh, and, and went down that journey. And so, yeah, just everything in relation to the worship. I've been leading worship since uh, 2003 or 2004. And, uh, and then on the serve side of things, that I've been really involved with uh, one of the ministries that, that has been at Bethel. In Dawson Creek, they are called Networks Ministries, and they they do a food bank and and a free store and a free pantry and they do food boxes and and uh, social support and and parenting and all kinds of different things there. And so my heart has been really, um, I have a real heart to serve that that side of the community because I really believe that that is in the center of God's heart for the community. And and so the the serve side of things coming in here. Both serving the church families here, as well as serving the community, really connected with who I am, and we're super excited to uh, to hit the ground here. And and so yeah, it's it's been quite the adventure to to get here. Um, But uh, I don't know if you want to share. We should share about that next, or yeah, sure.
2: So um, in March, over our kids' spring break, we had decided we were really feeling like this was going to be the place for us and josh had talked to sean and james and tyson a few different times and so we said well why don't we why don't we go down like this is an essential thing it's work let's just let's look at it so josh emailed pastor sean and said you know we are thinking like we want to come down and so and that's a short trip right Oh, yeah, like 1,600 kilometers with three kids. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) No problem. problem. So um, Pastor Sean said, yeah, that would be great. So we came down. um, We drove two days down. We were here for about four days. Um, We got to meet a whole bunch of the team. And see, that was Josh's first time actually on Vancouver Island. Um, He's been to the East Coast, but he had never been to the island or even to see the West Coast. So um, so that was Josh's first experience here. So we were able to do that. We were able to come down and meet everyone and just kind of fell in love with um, the area and the people that we met. We fell in love with everything. And so um, as we were driving home, we really were talking about it and really feeling like this is where God wanted us. And so we got back to Dawson, and we spent a whole bunch of time fixing up our house, and we were offered... Josh was offered the position, put the for sale sign up, and then a few months later, month later, um, we packed up our tent trailer, our three kids and our 60 pound dog, and we came down here with that, (laughs) so we spent three weeks in the tent trailer before I was like, that's enough. I'm done. <laughs> like, there's only so much time I can spend in this small space with yeah. everyone. Yeah. So we did that. And um, yeah, both just before May Long Weekend, I think it was, I was like, nope, we got to figure something else out. So now we're in a duplex. So that's awesome.
0: Awesome. Uh, we got a couple questions that came in. They are food-related, so let's get to it right now. <laughs> Here's the first one. The first question is... Pastor Josh, who is the better cook or chef in your family and why?
1: There's no question. I'm, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> my wife right is definitely answer. the cook in our family. Uh, I like to do breakfasts. That's my thing because it's super easy. Hash browns. There's not a lot of ways that can go wrong. Well, I've done it before, but yeah, but yeah, it it. Uh, but yeah, Caitlin loves to cook, and 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 I love to eat it. So so that works out pretty nicely. So, yeah, nice, That's
0: awesome. All right, question for both of you here: If you were to only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be, and why?
2: Carbs, pasta, <laughs> bread, <laughs> everything like that. I love pasta, and I love bread. And I went to so we got a gift card for what is it called? Carbs. Cobbs, Cobbs, not Carbs. Carbs bakery. (laughs) Same thing, really. (laughs) Cobbs bakery, and I went there and I was just like, I could live in here. It smelled (laughs) so good, but it was amazing. So that that would be me. Bread and pasta.
1: Yeah, I I there's pretty much never a day I'm not craving Chinese food, so that's probably where I would go.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, can confirm we've gone and got a few uh, quality foods, Chinese food lunches already. It's good stuff. Good. All right, uh, another question that has um, it's come in uh, is just this. Um, I guess kind of specifically directed for you, Josh. But Caitlin, feel free to chime in as well. Um, being a pastor, you are seasoned to know how to say all the right things, to act a certain way. Do you ever find it a challenge to be truly authentic and real?
1: That's a good one, hey? <laughs> Seems like, yeah, I, my philosophy anyway is, is that authenticity, I think, is really the only way to go about things, you know, and I think as pastors that there's, there can be this extra pressure to to look like you've got it together, right? And, and so, from my perspective, it, it, I think that for me, and I think this is true of all believers, that we all have an obligation to, to continue to, to obey God's, voice in our life and and uh, maybe that's even more uh, strong for pastors as we're leading and exemplifying these things for other believers but i think it is it it actually is a benefit to help uh, to to share with people you know sometimes what your struggle has been from time to time and and share with them as well how god has allowed you to overcome that as well you know like there's there's nothing wrong with sharing that I've been weak before or I've 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 had issues and um but God is you know sanctifying me and bringing me through that I think there's a there's a balance there but I think that that's it's you know maybe it's an older generation thing is from pastors in the past or something where you have to make sure that you've got it together and exemplify all the good things um but uh, from my perspective I think it's good to be authentic and and it's good to be um transparent about certain things that God has led you through so
0: Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I guess kind of for both of you two, what has been the biggest adjustment moving from Dawson Creek to Victoria? Um, I'm sure there's a lot of things that are different about the two kind of locations and settings and churches and things like that, but what's been kind of some of the biggest adjustments for you as a, as a family?
2: Traffic. <laughs> I'm not used to traffic. <laughs> um, I'm used to commuting, and so driving, because we're living in Souk, and so driving is not a big deal, but I'm not used to driving 11 kilometers an hour. <laughs> so, like, traffic is, it's bizarre. Um, the other thing is the, I mean, just the um, the trees and the kind of trees and everything like that. We have very different trees and very different foliage, so that's different. And the island has little tiny wimpy deer. We have big deer (laughs) back then and we see little deer and we're like, Oh, they're so cute and little but
0: (laughs) And they act like they've never been hunted before. Like I come from the prairies and they just bolt and it's like they're just sitting on the side of the road like Just hanging "Eh, out. If you want to hit me with your car you can
2: You can. Yeah. It's so weird. Um, yeah so that's that's been a big adjustment for me is traffic.
1: (laughs) Yeah and I think one of the things that we that I experienced most clearly when we first came when we were living in the tent trailer was the fact that you could enjoy camping without the mosquitoes like there i that just blew my mind cuz you know up up north there's 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 always mixed feelings about camping because there's just you're fighting the bugs. And Caitlin would get it worse than I would. They would go after her. As, she long, as, was, me. Yeah, as long as I was long as I stand near her, I was pretty much okay. But but um, but yeah, so that was strangely one of the things that I was like, wow, this is amazing, this place. I don't know if it's the salty air or whatever, but the other thing that that um, now that that uh, we're actually living in Souk there and and, and the strangest thing one of the things, anyway, is that we're living close enough to the ocean that from our front door we can smell the ocean, and that just like I still can't wrap my head around that. You know, like I up until a month and a half ago, as Caitlin mentioned, that that I'd never been to the island. I'd never really been to the west coast, and I live in I had lived in BC for for you know fifteen years, right? But but um, so being in a place I can smell the ocean from our front door that that's that was pretty neat too. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Um, I guess we got a kind of few questions coming in around uh, the topic of our community um, and getting people uh, just aware of our community's needs and our, and our church um, kind of being a light into our community. And so I'll just kind of use this one to sum up a few different questions. So what would you say that your vision is for getting our church involved and being aware and, um, and active in our community?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's so much that I've been kind of cultivating and kind of stirring around in my spirit as, as to what God would be leading us into, and and I've been. It's, it is such a great honor to be a part of a church that has had such a uh, you know a positive impact in the community. I think over the years, and and um, and Britt and Michelle have done such a great job in leading a lot of those initiatives and things like that. And so it is a super humbling for me to be. Uh, now in the position of, of taking that on and leading that por- part of the church vision. Uh, and, and so there's... To, to me, there's a couple of elements to this. And obviously, it's a huge, huge topic. But there's... I think serving in the community uh, is very much a cultivation type of a thing as far as the gospel is concerned and the kingdom advancing. And because serving serving your community, um, I think there's, there's, there's a there 's a really important place for evangelism and, and that side of things, but when it comes to really serving your community and, and, and serving maybe some of the less fortunate, serving your first responders, serving your the elected officials and things like that, I think there 's a real element of cultivation where the gospel can really come in and actually take root so to me to me it 's a cultivation and a planting and, uh, and, and with, that would be followed up with the evangelism side of it. Um, but I think in our culture right now, especially with COVID and the challenges and maybe some of the things that have been spoken about churches and things like that, I'm, I'm really excited about about showing that, that the kingdom of God and having Jesus' heart for the community is going to be uh, this, this, this uh, vision for cultivation and actually kind of softening the ground for the gospel to really come forth. That's, that's kind of my philosophy surrounding the whole thing um but uh, there's a, lots more to that. but in, over the next uh, several you know few months anyway, um, I'm going to be putting together you know a strategy and a vision that will align with the church vision uh, for the for the community and I'm super excited about about that as well. so and 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 you know the other side of the service obviously as well as serving our church family as well and part of that is the worship and and so, one of the mantras that, that our worship team um, is or will be getting familiar with is this phrase that I always will come back to and that we are serving God and serving His people, and and, and that's what worship is um, on a Sunday morning and throughout the week as well.
0: Awesome. That's a good word, Josh. Um, another question that's come in, and you, either of you can kind of answer this, but can you share a time where your faith has been challenged? It's a big kind of question, but...
2: Um, this whole move has been, um, a test of our faith. Um, so we, when we were looking, um, for positions, we had, and Josh had filled out the paperwork with the PAOC and all this stuff, and it says it check you check off the areas that you would like to live in or that you would be willing to go so like northern bc kootenays okanagan blah 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 blah. and so we didn't check off josh didn't check off vancouver or like burnaby because i was like oh that's too too city i don't want to live i don't want to live there and then i was <laughs> i have a lot of family um extended family here on the island in nanaimo and parksville and then some family in New and I was like, you know, the island's nice, but I don't really want to live there. <laughs> and God's like, ha-ha, here's a perfect position on the island. Don't talk bad about them anymore, Caitlin. <laughs> so I didn't talk bad, but my family is awesome. I love them, but they're a little crazy. Um, <laughs> so, but anyway, so um, Josh put his name forward for this position, and everything was just falling right into place for it. Um, and in the first little bit, can I just talk about that part? In the first little bit, Josh talked with Sean. I don't think you've told him this yet. Oh, go ahead. Oh, this part? Sorry. I might have. <laughs> you can hear. We're
1: it's learning good. things this <laughs> morning, too. It's good. It's gonna get interesting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, after Josh's first conversation with just Sean, um, he had... There was a follow-up email that said, love to have a Zoom with you and some of our team and be great time. And Josh and I for a couple weeks were just like, should, should you do that? Like is, like, we weren't really, it wasn't like God was saying no, but we weren't feel like he was saying go, right? So, so we were kind of thinking like, should he do that? And so we were both kind of on the fence and Josh said, well, maybe at, this, maybe at this Zoom, I'll just see how it goes. Maybe I'll say, you know, we don't feel like God's calling us there. We don't feel like he's saying stay. But during that Zoom with the three of you, Um, I was talking to a friend on the phone during that call. And I told her, I said, you know, this just feels right. I said, it didn't feel right, it didn't feel wrong, but it it felt neutral up until this point. But now this is like, this is where God is calling us, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) So Josh got off of the Zoom call and he texted me and all he said was, nailed it. (laughs) And so I phoned him right away, and I said, how did it go? And he said, it was, it was awesome. I just, like, I could really connect with these guys. This church sounds amazing. I just feel like God is really pointing us here. I know I didn't feel like that before. And I said, you know, I was just talking to Sonia, and I feel the same way. So it was, really, it was a really cool confirmation that neither of us were really feeling it before. But then after that, and then the more we got to talk to people and meet different people, I've had different people from the church Facebook messaged me, we're just really, we're absolutely positive that this is where we're supposed to be. So, we came down in our trailer, listed our house, did all that, and then the week after, or sorry, three weeks after we'd been in the trailer, I was like, enough is enough, we're gonna have to rent for a while because I can't, I can't do this, I can't live in this trailer any longer. So, we we found a rental place, we submitted an application. We had no movement on our house for about three weeks since we had left. Actually, submitted an application the day we were we got to view the duplex. We had an, um, a viewing on our house. We found out later that night that we got the um, we got the duplex. So we're like, this is awesome. We decided to sell our trailer. We sold our trailer. Josh put it on Facebook and Kijiji, and we sold it that afternoon. <laughs> and so we're like, this is great. Now we have a rental and a mortgage, so we'll have, to, you know, we'll have to figure that out. But we sold the trailer. So we sold the trailer, and then the next day, after we sold the trailer, we received an offer on our house. Wow. So on that Monday, so that was over Friday, Saturday, Sunday. On that Monday, we signed the offer, we signed our rental agreement, and we sold the trailer. Wow. So we signed all three pieces of paper on the Monday. So, and now our house, the conditions have been removed. We got up, we went up and got all of our stuff. And so it's just been, that whole thing has been a real walk of faith. Just, you know, knowing that affording rent and a mortgage is not a possibility, but just stepping out and being like, God, we know you want us here. So if you want us here, you'll make a way for us. Mm-hmm. And he has, and it's been pretty awesome. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's been this, this adventure of, just trusting God with what he was leading us into. And even even at the very beginning of the process where we knew that at the end of the interim pastor position in Dawson, we were going to be gone. We weren't going to... The, the church wasn't in a position to have two full-time staff or anything like that. And so... And I didn't want to go back to a secular position or anything like that. So, we knew that God was going to lead us somewhere. And so... During this process, I ended, up, I ended up starting here on the same day as the new pastor started there. And, and so, we didn't have any gap in salary or anything like that. It was amazing. And, and when we got here, and then we sold the trailer um, You know, before we received the offer on our house. It was kind of like burning ships, you know, like this, we are, Caden was literally homeless without the trailer. On the
2: coldest day that we've been here. Yeah. We had no trailer. (laughs) We didn't have the duplex yet. And the kids and I were outside with blankets in our little (laughs) dining tent in the campground. So and Josh is just at work doing his thing. I was thing. <laughs> nice and
1: warm at work. She's texting me, are you coming home? Yeah. It's cold. <laughs> but yeah, it was just an amazing process. And then this past Monday, because we knew we were going to be sharing about this. Um, and so the last piece to, to fall into this um, was that the buyers for our house removed conditions this last Monday, just this this week. Wow. And, and so it's, it's, it's kind of one of those situations where you know that God's leading you somewhere. And you know that he's the only one that can actually make it happen for you, and and uh, and he's done it, you know. So that our our faith to answer the question, <laughs> as my dad would say, to make a short story long, um, yeah, the, we we've this period of our life right now has been a, the most, um, the most. Trying time for our faith. Not that we've been discouraged or anything, but it's been like it's kind of been easy for us, by God's grace, to actually step out and trust Him with things that are impossible. Hmm. Yeah, that's
0: good. Um, To kind of follow up off of that, you know, as you guys are sharing, I think the biblical story that kind of comes to my mind is that story of Abraham, where God calls him to to a foreign land, to a foreign place. Says he's going to be with them, but doesn't necessarily give them the A to Z. Here's how you're going to get there, and how all that's going to work. So, what has what has God been um, kind of revealing to you, and what what have you been growing in in your maybe trust with God in this process as well? Like, what's what's God been doing in the middle of this story for you guys?
1: Yeah, I think this time has been. We're always going to look back on this this time of our life with amazement, I think. And and like I said, when when we received the offer on that monday when we were moving into the duplex and we'd sold the trailer like we can't control that right and and i said i i can't remember if was, i said it to you tyson or one of the others that that we i feel like i'm not going to understand this story as well as i need to until years from now hmm. because because looking back it's going to be a, a time of of complete chaos as far as man cuz man is concerned but god has provided it to us and and i think um you know, the Bible talks about living in a state of thankfulness and gratitude and things like that. And because it gives you, I think, a uh, a position in your faith to actually trust for what He's going to do as well. Because mm. if you've seen Him do something amazing in the past, then how much more can you believe that He's going to do it in the future, right? Yeah. And so, I think that's the biggest takeaway for us, I know for me personally, is that that as God leads you forward, I can always look back at this time and say, "See what He did?
0: Hmm.
1: I couldn't have done that, That's you know. Okay. Colwood couldn't have done that. Put those pieces together, you know. Only God can put those pieces together in the right in the right order and at the right time. But there's always a uh, there's always a step of faith, you know. Like we applied for this duplex when we were still carrying the mortgage. We knew that you know God's going to provide it somehow. You know, and 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 so, when we we had budgeted it all out, and we f- figured now, as long as the house sells by, you know, July, we'll be good, and uh, we have one more mortgage payment, and then we're done. Wow! And so by July, then like it's it's just worked out exactly how it needed to. Yeah. Anything
0: you'd add, Caitlin?
2: Uh, I think for me, the biggest lesson or a thing that's been growing in me is trusting God, and trusting Him um, not only with what we're doing, but with my kids. So, I mean, to take my kids out of school, and to, um, to bring my kids who are my oldest, our oldest is very, he's shy, he's very timid, um, and our middle one is just a social butterfly, and so to take them out of school, and to take them away from their family, and their friends, and everything they've known, And to have God be like, these are my kids, you can trust me with them, Hmm. right? And so, I think that's something that God's been teaching me. Like, not only can you trust me with yourself, but you can trust me with your kids. I've got you, I've got them. So, that's something that um, has really been working in me because, I mean, that was my that was my biggest concern coming here—is uprooting my kids from everything they've ever known, right? So, but they've adapted well, really well, and um, they're doing—they're doing great. And that's all—I mean, that's all thanks to God. That's—that's that's nothing that we've done. That's God giving them peace as well.
0: well that's so good. I um, just want to thank you guys. I think. Um, stepping out in obedience doesn't always mean that you have all the answers. (laughs) And when you sense that God's calling you to something, sometimes that is a scary thing to do even for pastors, you know, stepping out and saying, I think this is where God's calling us to be, but we don't necessarily have all the answers along the way. So just want to affirm, thank you guys for following God's call. Thank you for joining our team here at the church. We're so grateful that you have joined this team and we're excited for what God is going to do uh, in and through your ministry and in and through your guys' lives here. Um, So thank you for joining our team. Can we just thank Pastor Josh and Caitlin for sharing with us?
1: Well, and I just want to quickly say that um, I want to thank Hollywood Church. Even though this is the first time I've met a lot of you, <laughs> um, it's we have been received with such love. Um, there was the call out for gift cards at the beginning, and 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 we're still spending them. Like Caitlin said, we went to the bakery. We picked up a load of meat, and uh, those those have been lifesavers. At the bakery. Not at <laughs> the bakery. No, but. It's been the. I just wanted to thank you all uh, uh, who contributed to that as well, because that that, that has made a big difference for us during that period of time when we're living out of a trailer with a fridge this big, right? So (laughs) it was slightly better than Abraham's tent, I think. We had a a small toilet and and a furnace. So, but uh, anyway. Uh,
0: Pastor Josh, would you mind just uh, closing us off in prayer this morning? I think. one of the things that we prayed for last Sunday night uh, was just you know one of your roles is to is the serve role and uh, just a heart for our community and I know one of the communities across our nation that's hurting right now is the Aboriginal community with what's been going on with that those two hundred and fifteen children uh, found in Kamloops and so we, we are in a in a nation that needs God right now we're in a province that needs God right now and uh, so I just was just wondering if you would mind closing for that kind of specifically serve and, and love of our community role for our church family
1: that's good yeah god we know that your heart uh you love this community more than we could ever love this community and lord as we continue on a daily basis to try and grab a hold of your heart for our community here in callwood and the victoria area yeah we just we just know that you're going to lead us and lead our hearts god and Lord, we, we we just look at what you did when you were walking around on this earth, and 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 just saw how you interacted with people. You were such a servant. You said that you came to serve and not to be, uh, to not to be served. And and so, Lord, I pray that you would just instill that within our hearts here, Lord. Instill that within my heart, God. And 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 I just pray that 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 Colwood Church would be known for its service, Lord, as well, God. That we would that we would be a a beacon of light and support to a hurting community and, yeah. and, and specifically for, for the indigenous communities as well. Lord, I just pray God that, that you would use us in some way to, yeah. to, to reach them with love, yeah. God. And, um, and, and, and we just, because we, we know that you, like I said, like you, God, you love them more than we could ever love them. And, and we want to grab a hold of your heart more and more every day. And so God, I pray that, that we would hear your voice that, that not only we would just come up with ideas, but we would follow your direction yeah. and um, that we would hear what you have for us, God, and I thank you God that for this for the love for this community that you've already begun to to instill in my heart, God, as I drive around and follow the winding roads that seem to lead nowhere <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, I just pray God that you would continue to just raise that heart of service and love and support for our community among yes, all of our God. church members, and that we would glorify you, and that your kingdom would advance through that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, thank you, everyone, for being with us today. Uh, thanks for your texting in questions for Pastor Josh and Caitlin, and uh, we're excited to see what God's going to do in and through your time here at the church. and. Uh, Yeah, thanks for being with us. It's exciting to see some faces I haven't seen in a long time. And thanks for joining us online. Have a wonderful rest of your week. We'll see you guys.